today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Embrace the responsibility to diversify your blessings in the uncertainties of life. Now, Jesus said this in the New Testament. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, run on over, will be poured into your lap. For with what measure you use, it will be measured to you. So Jesus was teaching us that we are to be givers. You remembered not for what you get, what you take, but what you Give. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see you're changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. Especially in hard times, it's very difficult to give. If we feel like the world around us is falling apart, giving things like time or money is typically the last thing we want to do. Pastor Ed tells us, though, that both Jesus and Solomon say that we should wisely give, even in times of uncertainty. It's clear throughout the Bible that when we give to the kingdom, we are blessed in return. So whether it be your money or your time, give it wisely to the glory of God. You will receive in return great blessings. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message, Living Wisely in Uncertain Times. morning we're going to turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 11 1 to 6 and I have to admit as I have read this text and studied it and prepared to preach this morning I felt like uh, I'm speaking more for Edward Jones investments Uh, the reason I say that it because it really could apply to so many different areas of our life If you look at the different biblical translations of these verses, the New Living Translation, the NIV, the English Standard Translation, the ASV, you'll see that they interpret some of these phrases differently as though Solomon was speaking about commerce, especially in those first couple of verses, verses 1 and 2 of chapter 11. And that very well could be exactly what he's referring to, uh, but it does have a broader interpretation. Uh, It speaks about investing in the kingdom, and it speaks about investing in our personal lives in the world that we live in. And so the title of the message is Living Wisely in Uncertain Times. Verses 1 through 6, reading from the NIV. Cast your bread upon the waters, for after many days you will find it again. Give portions to seven, yes to eight, for you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. If the clouds are full of water, they pour rain upon the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, In the place where it falls, there will it lie. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in the mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God. 
the maker of all things. Sow your seed in the morning. And at evening, let not your hands be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. In the text, you'll notice that we've read four times, you do not know, you do not know, you do not know, you do not know. There are uncertainties that we just don't know. We want to know everything, and we want to be able to control our world. But the Bible clearly tells us that life is filled with all sorts of uncertainties. And how do we wisely live in a world filled with those uncertainties? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will take your word and that it will be real to us that we will walk in the truth of Scripture and be changed and guided by it in our times. We ask this in the holy name of the one who died for us, Jesus. Amen. We live in a very fragile world. It's quickly changing. And the only thing certain about our world is uncertainty. Uh, If you look at the economic system, uh, the people are watching very closely, the nations are watching very closely, uh, the stock market of the Chinese, because it seems like there's an artificial inflation, a bubble. As you listen to the news, you hear about the precarious situation that Greece is in and how that may affect the common market. Uh, You think about the problem that we're having and it's growing in our nation with identity theft. And when you look at the American stock market, you wonder if people have a moral compass who are involved on the inside. Everything has a domino effect. Something that happens in China or in Europe or in the Middle East or here, has ramifications around the world. We're so intricately connected. Uh, You don't have to look at the economic situation. You could look at how fragile relationships between countries are or within countries. Look at the Middle East, the Palestinians and the Jews. This ongoing conflict that never seems to end. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about the treaty with Iran. Uh, You look at what's happening with the growing threat of ISIS and the terrorism that seems to be plaguing, plaguing literally the world. It's this domino effect. One thing happens here and it has repercussions. Now, we can respond in these uncertain times by running, hiding, trying to build a bunker, and just take security. I think about the late 1970s when I was a youth pastor in Lancaster County. One of the men in the church, a young man at that time in his 30s, married, became real concerned about what was happening here in America and around the world. 
he saw the gas lines that just went on and on. How inflation just hit the economy and everything was changing so rapidly. So he decided to take refuge. And he moved his family up to a remote area in Pennsylvania in a log cabin. And he bought food that was packaged to last years and years and years. And he had a water supply in that cabin that was more like a bunker with his own generator and wanted to be sustaining himself. Now, I'm thinking about that. I said, you know, that was more than 35 years ago. I wonder if he's still there. Solomon is telling us that there will always be uncertain times. That there will always be times and seasons of turmoil and uncertainty. How do you live in those uncertain times? Well, he's going to be very, very practical. It, it seems in our country, in the Western world, that we have this idea that things are getting better. And I thought about that. I can understand why they're saying that, because we all started off as apes. And now we've evolved into some higher uh, human being. (laughs) But that's not what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us we started off in an ideal situation in a garden called Eden. And it shows that we've created our own problems. And our problems have created problems not only for ourselves, but for others. And so we live in this fallen world. And how do you then navigate in this fallen world? And how do you live wisely in uncertain times? Well, here is what the text says. We're to first of all embrace the responsibility to diversify your blessings in the uncertainties of life. Let me say that again. Embrace the responsibility to diversify your blessings in the uncertainties of life. Now, Jesus said this. In the New Testament, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, run on over, will be poured into your lap. For with what measure you use, it will be measured to you. So Jesus was teaching us that we are to be givers. You're remembered not for what you get, what you take, but what you give. And Solomon is is talking to us about the world that we live in, and he's saying we can and we should expect a return after many days as we give. In Ecclesiastes 11.1, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Now, think about that. Solomon is not saying, go down to the Hudson River, take a loaf of bread, Throw it into the water and watch it. If you watch it any length of time, it's going to become soaked with water. It's going to become heavy and sink to the bottom. And you could go back there next week or next year or five years from now, and it's not going to come back up, and you're not going to be able to get it. So Solomon is not talking about that. I know their bread was different. It was more like a pita bread. 
And maybe it floated a little bit longer, but eventually it was going to sink, and you're not going to go and find it. What Solomon is doing is he's using a metaphor. He's talking about a principle that God has in the kingdom. And as we mentioned, that there are some translations that translate this about merchants and ships, and, and Solomon did that. He, he had a, a shipping trade and investments, and, and what he is saying is, take risk, even in times of uncertainty. Don't go up to the hills of Pennsylvania or New York or in the Catskills and build a cabin with the intent of just hoarding everything and surviving. He's saying, be willing wisely to take some risk in life. Uh, The idea is that if you calculate and take wise risk, that's what you're supposed to do in the world that we live in. Now, that can be in terms of investments. And again, I'm not representing Edward Jones' investments. I had somebody the other day, I went in to a place and paid for something with my credit card, and they said, are you the real Edward Jones? (laughs) Well, anyway, (laughs) he is telling us this. Take what you have. And be willing to take risk with it. Don't hoard it. Don't hide it. Recognize that in this world of uncertainty, God still has ordained that if we trust him, he'll help us. What did Jesus say in that parable about the three men given abilities? One took it and came and increased it and doubled it from five to ten. Another doubled his. But one took and buried that investment. And then after many days, he came, the king came, and the man dug up the investment and gave it to him and said, here's what you gave him. And Jesus rebuked him and said, no, 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 you should have invested what you had. You have talents. You have treasure." You have your time. All of those things you are to take and to use wisely for yourself, for the kingdom of God, for others. So he's saying, be willing to take risk. Spread the gospel. I mean, I think about our church, how our church supports missions, how we support youth ministries, how we have a radio ministry, how we have ministries within our church, like the summer camp that we're uh, reaching out to young people in our community as well in our church, and we have our school. There's so many different things that we're doing, and, and we're investing. And who knows how those investments will return. Uh, what he actually, in the book of Deuteronomy, it says this, Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly. For the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. So take a risk. Cast your bread on the water. Do something for somebody inside the church, outside the church. 
and leave it in God's hands. Now, notice the text doesn't say immediately you'll see a return, but it says after many days. Now, keep that in mind. And what he asks us to do is to invest in verse 2. He says, we are to invest in uncertain days. Give a portion to seven. Now, that means, that's the perfect number, seven. That means go ahead and, and, and diversify. And then he goes, well, go a step above that. Give to seven to eight. In other words, go the extra mile. For you do not know what disaster may happen on the earth. Think very clearly about what he's saying here. He's saying that we're to stretch ourselves. We're to stretch ourselves in so many different ways. It was back in July 1992. Standing on this platform behind the podium, Pastor Damiani said to the congregation, I'd like to take up a special offering for Danny Vale. And we're going to give him money as he goes onto the mission field. Well, Danny Vale came and they took a special offering. And then he took a portion of that offering and he decided to buy Russian Bibles to give out to any Muslims that were converted that would want to read the Word of God. And there was one Russian young girl who had been saved in June of 1992. And she only had a New Testament and she really wanted to study the Bible. And she got one of those Bibles. And she was so absorbed in the Word of God that her mother was upset with her. He said, watch TV, do this, do that. But she wanted to study the Word of God. And as she studied the Word of God, she had faith to pray for her mother who was filled with all sorts of sicknesses and ailments, and her mother was healed. And then she started serving the Lord. And then she married Dan Vale. So Nora, in five years from then, in 1997, stood here, thanked the congregation for giving money and for sacrificing. Now that person who gave that Sunday morning, and a portion of that money was used to buy a Bible that changed a life. I know that we give money to the Gideons, Some of those Bibles remain in hotel rooms, and I don't think they're ever cracked open. But there are others that are opened, and lives are changed by the reading of the Word of God. And so what he is saying is make an investment in the kingdom. Invest widely, diversely, broadly. And that's why as a church, we have a a goal, a vision, but we have a number of ministries that grow out of that goal and vision. That's why as a people of God, we're to use wisdom even in our natural wealth. You know, invest. Take some risk. Don't be so afraid that you simply hide out in the hills of Pennsylvania. Now, the second thing that he tells us to do is to embrace the reality of the certainties and uncertainties of life. The first thing, 
We are to embrace the responsibility to diversify your blessings, the blessings that God has given you in the uncertainties of life. But then he goes on to tell us, embrace this reality. There are certainties and uncertainties in life. In chapter 37 of the Psalms, verse 5, it says, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. In every area of our life, We have to be dependent upon God. Whether we feel certain about something or uncertain about something, we're doing it not out of self-trust, but out of trust in God who's made the laws of nature. We're to walk with a sense that our lives are in his hands, our times are in his hands, this world is in our, his hands, and we, we're going to simply trust God. Now, there are certainties in life. In verse 3, you see this. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. So, if you know, the clouds are full of rain, they're going to rain. And then he goes on to say, and if a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. So a tree falls to the south. And then that tree thinks, boy, I really like the view on the north a little better. The tree doesn't get up and fall to the north. Whatever happens, happens. There are some things that just simply happen, and they remain that way. They stay that way. That's the way it is. And so Solomon is telling us, understand that there are certain things that They happen, and that's the way it happens, and that's the way it is. There are certainties in life. The rain fills, or the clouds are filled with water, and they rain. And and, and recognize that, but even in that, you're going to trust the Lord. Um, You know, you can go to the top of the Empire State Building, and you could take a dime and drop it. It's not going to fall up into the sky, into the clouds. It's going to fall down to the earth. Now, that's a certainty. There's an uncertainty. Somebody may be walking down below the Empire State Building, and they may be harmed, hurt by that time that's like a missile falling down from the top of the Empire State Building. There are certainties and there are uncertainties. And he he talks about the uncertainties of life in verse 4. There are uncertainties in life. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. We can be paralyzed by the uncertainties of life. And you just stop. And you simply don't do what you should. You become bound, hemmed in by fear. Well, I'm not going to go out anymore. I may be hit by a car. Well, I don't know if I'm going to trust anymore because the trust has been broken. Well, on and on and on. The list goes of the uncertainties of life. They're there. We live in a world that's fragile. We live in a world that's uncertain. Take a risk. 
So you've invested in this person's life, and maybe they turned against you. But it doesn't mean you stop investing in people's lives. That's all we have time for today on Building in Faith Radio and invite you to join us again. In the meantime, we'd love to keep in touch with you. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. We're here to join with you in prayer for whatever is going on in your life or to answer any questions you may have about how you could have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That phone number again is 845-462-5955. Be sure to check out our website as well at buildinginfaithradio.com. There, you'll find messages from previous series available to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. We know that God is using the Building in Faith radio ministry to spread the good news of the gospel, but we encourage you to not let this be your only source for spiritual guidance. Reading the Bible, prayer, and fellowship with other believers are all extremely beneficial to anyone who wishes to grow closer to God. By getting plugged in with a local church, you'll also be able to bless others by sharing your unique gifts. If you're in the Poughkeepsie, New York area and don't have a church family, we welcome you to join us here at Faith Assembly. For location information, service times, and a calendar of other great upcoming events, visit our website at buildinginfaithradio.com and click on Back to Home page. That's all we have time for today, but join us next time right here on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed continues to dig deeper into the pages of Ecclesiastes. Your word restores.